Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Johnny Carson once interviewed Betty Davis and asked if she had any advice for young starlets wanting to get ahead in Hollywood. She suggested take Fountain. Fountain Avenue runs parallel to Santa Monica and Sunset Boulevards in Hollywood and is often used to avoid the heavier traffic. And isn't that what we're all after? A smooth run, no holdups, not only in traffic, but also in life. How do people handle those holdups, the rejections? How do they create a life in the entertainment capital of the world? How do they identify and express their uniqueness in a place where hundreds of thousands are hoping to do the same? Welcome to Take Fountain. Compelling stories from passionate people who've made it, are making it, in Hollywood. Writers, comedians, actors, filmmakers. I'll talk to anyone with a story to tell. Welcome to Take Fountain, a podcast of passionate people working on their dreams. Compelling stories from Hollywood. Your host, Ella James. My guest today is an actor that I first met five years ago, Chuck McCarthy. Oh five gosh. years, five can you years. believe it? Um, we met at an acting class and and then we, we did some projects together, yeah. one of which was me in jodhpurs riding boots and a cap and jockey silks riding one of those coin-operated horses that they have outside <laughs> convenience stores. <laughs> That's the kind of filmmaker Chuck is. Well, that was a gift. <laughs> and, uh, it was a gift, yeah. Chuck. It was a, a gift. gift. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a gift. Do you call it a gift, not a jiff? I call it a gift. Okay. Uh, the guy who invented it calls it a jiff. Uh, I call it a gift because it stands for graphic interchange format or something. Anyway, the G stands for graphic, and until people so start it calling it a graphic. Oh yeah, and, and until people start saying Jaffic, I'm not a Jaffic designer. Okay. <laughs> I like the amount of thought that's gone into that. Um, so Chuck, Chuck is a, a fabulous character, a wonderful filmmaker, but a couple of years ago now. Uh, said about what we in the business call a side hustle that's become quite uh, an amazing international business, a burgeoning empire, in fact, <laughs> called the People Walker. And we'll get on to what the People Walker entails shortly. Uh, but hello, Chuck. Hi. <laughs> hello, podcast <laughs> hello, audience. Podcast audience. <laughs> um, so we're, we're all around the world, so, um, yeah... So what I wanted to talk to you about, when a friend of mine from Australia came to visit, and he's, he's a barrister, so that's like a lawyer that wears a wig in court, mm-hmm. and he said that he'd been to a cafe, and, he, and the guy that was serving him said that he was a writer, and, and he was quite surprised at this. He, he said, why would he, if he's a real writer, why would he be working in a cafe? And I had to explain to him the notion of the side hustle and why none of us here in Hollywood ever just can sit on our laurels and wait for that phone to ring. Yeah, I mean, even if you have had a successful career, that can always, like, dry up. I mean, you can be working for three, four years straight regularly, and then 
all of a sudden it's like oh, we don't we don't want that person anymore we want this person uh, and to stay in the game you have to have something else uh, even if it's not for financial reasons even if it's just to like not go insane mm-hmm. um, you know, I know a lot of people that are on shows and they have their side hustle they have a project or they do you know a hobby you know I know a ton of people that paint or make furniture and they're getting you know 25 grand an episode uh and that's just how it is and even if you're super super successful you're you you know george clooney you're gonna start a foundation you're gonna have a charity that's uh you know not necessarily a side a side hustle but it's it's what engages you you've got to be engaged when you're not working of course that's a kind of a dream for me at the moment that um (laughs) that notion of, of having something like that. And George has, has just said, you know, he's just sold the, is it uh, the name of his tequila company, Casamigos, um, that he had sure. with Randy, Randy Gerber, Cindy Crawford's husband. Uh-huh. They had a tequila company together that they sold for a billion dollars. Yeah. And that started off as a, as a joke. Yeah. Like as, hey, you know, let's do this. I forget what show, I was watching a show and there's, uh, they started a tequila company in the show. And apparently that's a real tequila company. (laughs) That now nobody is wasting jokes on tequila companies. It's all very serious. (laughs) So tell me about your your Hollywood journey. Where did you come from and what what did you come here for? Um, Well, I came from Atlanta, Georgia, and I was in Atlanta doing production and I was writing. I'm working in a cafe. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I was writing and uh, PAing on on commercials and movies and pilots in Atlanta, and I had written a couple of things, and I was just like, oh, you know, who is gonna read this? Who is gonna read these scripts here in Atlanta and say, oh, I, you know, I like this, or you know, show me something else, or whatever. It, where is it going to go? And the answer, there's very, very few people, I mean, even today, that are based in Atlanta that can give you a green light on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to go check out Hollywood, see what's going on out there. And I had some friends out here, so, and I had worked with some people who were based out here, and they said, oh, yeah, move out here. We'll give you work. So I came out here to check it out and never left. Okay. <laughs> and how's it been for you? Um, it's been good. I mean, uh, I don't, I can't imagine really being anywhere else. Um, and basically I, I worked in production here and then at a certain point I was like, mm, I'm over this, I'm going to become a Hollywood actor. And so I started doing it. And luckily, having worked in production, I had seen the process from the other side. And so, um, like when it came to auditioning for commercials, uh, I don't, I don't really think about that. As I mean, it's it's just going in, and it's almost like playing the slots. You can do your best thing, and your nose might be too big. Or something. I mean, it's there's so many people making decisions, 
and it's so superficial most of the time that um, you know just auditioning over and over is gonna get you something yeah um, so I did that and I got some things and uh, you know pretty quickly I was able to get into um, some other stuff and get into SAG and that was kind of my main goal for a while was just to get into SAG and be again able to do things on that next level um, it's a lot of a lot of steps <laughs> yeah um, but yeah and then uh, I don't know I was in, done a lot of projects and I was at a certain point and I decided to start doing the people walker thing as a way to make some extra money and meet new people and get exercise and mm. then so for those of you <laughs> who haven't who aren't aware of the people walker which has been publicized around the world um chuck decided to start a business a lot of people here in hollywood walk dogs for a living um i i am the dog whisperer i mind dogs for a living um but Chuck decided he didn't want to walk dogs because then you have to pick up their poop. Whereas if you walk people, you don't have the same problem. Is that right? Have I got that kind of right? Yeah, that's definitely the soundbite uh, <laughs> nutshell kind of answer. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of said, uh, oh, I'll start walking people instead of walking dogs. And at first it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of funny. But every time I would talk about it and think about it, the more I realized, like, there are people that don't feel 100% safe walking by themselves mm -hmm. and can't necessarily meet up with their friends. Or they're, you know, this is L.A. We're ground zero for flake-out culture, which is, you know, not just an L.A. thing. It's a global thing now with cell phones because you can always send that, you know, 30, 45 minutes ahead of time text saying, oh, uh, something happened. Can't come. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, nobody gets stood up anymore, but it's, you know, people are flaking out uh, at a higher rate. Um, and so also, you charge people an hourly rate to go to go walk with you? Um, you, you walk with them? Yeah. And, and um, yeah, originally it was by the mile, and now it's per half hour. Yeah. Uh, it's $15 per half hour, um, which comes out to around the same amount as the $7 a mile because most people can walk uh, over three miles in an hour. So, okay. um, But yeah, I mean, people, I just thought people would want it for, for safety or motivation. And, and once I had offered it, a lot of people got excited about it and people started talking about all kinds of different reasons why people would want to walk with somebody else um, from, you know, just having somebody to talk to and vent to like in a similar way, you maybe talk to a bartender or your hairstylist, um, you know, it's somebody that it's not you therapy, know, but you're still, you know, yeah, it's not therapy, but you're able to tell them things that you can't necessarily tell your mom or your, even your best friend, especially if you're complaining about your best friend. <laughs> yes. You get a lot of that. I mean, just some stuff like that, some stuff like work, the weather, traffic. I mean, it, it seems so silly to, like, guess traffic is terrible in L.A., but sometimes you just have to say it. You have to have somebody that's, like, right there saying, yep, 
it is terrible or like that sucks yeah. you know and uh just getting that kind of feedback um and knowing somebody's listening is super important um and then uh what we've really been exploring too now is is the idea of of learning through walking with somebody that maybe knows a different language and can speak with to you in French or German or Spanish. Uh, one of our walkers uh, is deaf and speaks American Sign Language. And, you know, a lot of people have taken sign language now in college as their, as their uh, language, uh, but they haven't used it since college. So if they want to brush up on that, then he would be somebody to go for a walk with. Um, or botany, or there's there's a lot of different subjects and areas of knowledge that you can you can learn from somebody just by walking and talking with them. I mean, you're not gonna <laughs> learn how to do an you know an operation. I know you like the, <laughs> the oh, medical... me and my medical terminology <laughs> as I can as I constantly <laughs> rehearse for for watching medical shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you're not gonna learn how to do an appendectomy. But you could rehearse your lines of walking and talking. Yeah. If you look at all the medical shows, half the time they are walking down a hallway fast and talking in lingo. You know? Yep. Uh, her thorax is swollen. <laughs> well, what are we going to do about it here? Oh, watch out. Oh, the I don't think I've here. ever heard someone say her thorax <laughs> is swollen. Nice one. But that's okay. That's okay. That's my thing. But you could practice that. Too. I could practice uh, that. So I didn't realize it had developed so much because I knew that you, you've been doing a lot of press around the world for this. Mm-hmm. Um, because you'd been, a lot of tourists were then seeking you out. Yeah, and, and that was another thing that kind of popped up more as, as another reason why people would want to have a people walker, which is to be able to just go on a walk with somebody from that town or that place where you're visiting um, as either a tourist or like a new transplant. If you're, if you've just moved to Los Angeles, walking with me around this area, I can tell you like, Oh, that Thai place looks nice, but it's not the best one. This one's nice. Or, you know, don't eat there. Or this is a cool bar. Interesting historical facts. Yeah, And uh, most people are looking for that kind of experience more than, uh, you know, a tour of, oh, look at this person's house. Uh, yes. I don't know. I mean, do those you, are fun you, too, but... Do you work more, do you, do you walk more than one person? Um, yeah, well, right now it's set up so that people can bring up to two friends, I believe. Um, uh, and we don't want necessarily any more than two or three maybe max four people yeah. on a walk because it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, then it really is kind of more like a guided tour, uh, or that's the feel it has. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I see that as something where it could even be something that people would want to do on a first date. Uh, because then you can go on a hike and have kind of a chaperone. <laughs> yeah, and if it doesn't work out, you've got somebody interesting to talk to. Oh, that's cool. Um, do you have regulars? Uh, yeah, I have uh, several regulars. Um, I mean, I've definitely, like, as far as what I imagined starting this business, where I wanted it to be, like, in my mind when I started it, I've achieved 
what I wanted, which was to have a couple of people that I'm walking and and get out there and and walk more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, the the amount of attention that I got and the amount of people uh, around the world that were interested in either being walkers or getting walked um, was just so big. Like it just could I couldn't ignore that, you know and um, you know, one of the reasons why I've really continued to push and 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 want to grow the people walker was not just to help people get out and walk, but also to help people get out and be walkers. Um, because I, I mean, I see it as a as a job that can't immediately be taken over by a computer or a, uh, an Android or something um, like so many other jobs are. I mean, right now, even acting, uh, <laughs> even voiceover stuff is Certainly getting voiceover, like, yeah, is getting a lot of farmed out to yeah voices. to AI. Just you know, you just type in what you want it to say, and then yeah. you know, careful. When you're deboarding the plane. That's very funny. Um, Watching you do a voice artist. (laughs) I still love you. (laughs) It's just like, okay, that's what what it seems like. That was my robot. I love that. I'm a robot. I am a robot. I know know you are. Um, But yeah, I mean, I see it as something where this can be a job uh, for people that have skills, have knowledge, and have worth, but don't necessarily fit in other places or just want to make uh, some extra money or whatever. You're listening to Take Fountain with Ella James. One of the biggest things that I've been seeing since I moved here and I discussed with somebody very early on at one of the networks that I was interested in exploring doing some kind of show that, that was about loneliness, but not a doco about loneliness, but something that was interactive for an audience to touch, tap into the loneliness. And, and they couldn't see it. They said, you know, well, why would a bunch of lame, lonely people watch? They weren't, they weren't getting how widespread loneliness is yeah. in this town. Yeah, well, just in, in, I mean, specifically in this country, I think... Uh, the amount of people that say that they feel lonely at some point in time has risen by like 40% in the last 30 years. Uh. And it is, it's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, uh, because it's not something people necessarily want to specifically talk about. Um, and, but we all are kind of feeling it now at one point or another. And, I think it's a couple of different things, just how society has changed, but also I think social media plays a part in it and not just, not because it's necessarily keeping people apart. Um, but there's things like, like being on Facebook and having 4,000 friends, right? Uh, how many friends do you have on Facebook? Oh, I don't probably a thousand or so. Yeah. So like, I, I know they're not real friends though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but but the thing is like when you have 
3,000 friends on Facebook and you put something on Facebook like, oh, I had a bad day or something like that, which most people now know that they or feel like they shouldn't say on Facebook. Um, and you don't get a response. But if you were to put that up there and you don't get a response. <laughs> which I see a lot of. Yeah. And then, and then I, and then I, this is going in a good direction. I reached out to somebody privately because I, I don't know them that well, mm -hmm. but I saw them post something like that and I reached out and I, I said, are you okay? Do you need something? Um, because it was quite worrying mm -hmm. what they'd written. And, uh, and they said, oh no, I'm fine now. And it was, it was maybe like a half hour gap. But I said to them, please don't do that because people do watch it and think, gosh, I hope they're okay. And if, and if in your life you have people who aren't responding like that, yeah. then I, I don't know. It just... But yeah, I mean, the analogy I use is like that 3,000 friends is like uh, having, um, being cold and having a giant blanket on, but still being cold. Yeah. And then you notice the cold even more or you're more frustrated by the cold because if you've got the blanket why yeah. is it keeping you yeah, warm yeah exactly yeah i love so that analogy so it's it's um i don't know it's really interesting and and obviously i don't have all the answers for why people are feeling lonelier but i do know that going on a walk with somebody and knowing that they're listening to you and mm. and being able to have a conversation being able to vent about things being able to say oh i had a bad day and not having to like, you know, you're having a conversation, so you don't have to, you know, clarify that I'm not, you know, I'm not having the worst day, but I'm just yeah, you're not suicidal, yeah. but, but there's and there are degrees, yeah, and and being able to express that, um, particularly if you have an anxiety in the first place. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is express that you feel a certain way because you feel that you feel a certain anxiety attached to that yeah. and how that bit will be perceived by people. And so it, it becomes a lot bigger than it is. Yeah. So, I mean, actually being with somebody, you can really just talk about the things that are actually bothering you or just the act of talking to that person is addressing the problem so you don't have to actually say this is the problem yeah or like i feel lonely well if you're with somebody having a conversation you're probably not that necessarily your feeling lonely at that yeah. point in time. yeah so and it's hard to get out because you know people tend to be in couples and they don't invite a third wheel they they they're a bit like noah's ark they want to mix with <laughs> other couples um, which is weird step number one. And then um, I've noticed as a, as a single woman that there can be an issue with bringing me on board uh, because, God damn it, I'm so sexy that <laughs> men are going to leave their wives for me. I don't think so. But, you know, it's a thing. Um, so I think the older you get, like when you're little, you have friends because you live in the same street yeah. or you go to the same school. And then if you go away to college, it's because they're in your class or at your college. And then you go to work and they're at your workplace. Or as you have a family, they become friends of your child's friends. You yeah, know. yeah. 
But the problem with an industry like ours, where you're so solo, um, and I just, I see it in my industry because it's the industry that I know, but actors, writers, directors, cinematographers, and so on, if you are, you are not in a regular workplace, and so you tend to make great friends with people that you're working on projects with, mm-hmm. and then the project ends and you're back to being alone. And because you've been so committed to that project, in time, those old friendships that you've had can start to really thin out because you're not there all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of studies about who our friends are and what, you know, there's work friends and then there's lifelong friends. And, you know, there's some... I read something somewhere that said you basically... Everybody kind of changes out the friends that they have every seven years or something. Really? Like something interesting where like you lose ninety percent of your friends and get a bunch of new friends every seven years. Um, what was that? Skin cells. <laughs> or the regeneration of the liver. No, I, I think it has friends, but I prefer your version. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where we are in that industry, but a lot of people are 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 in industries like that now we live in this the gig economy where a lot of people are telecommuting a lot of people are doing project-based work so you don't necessarily have some place you go and have a group of people that all have the same schedule as you or whatever you know if we were in a small town and everybody worked at the same mill or something and everybody got off at 5 30 then it would be easy to say, oh, we're going to go for a walk after work. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's simple. But, you know, in society now, most people don't have that situation. Yeah. And, uh, and here, you can have a huge group of friends, but, uh, you know, setting up a time to meet um, based on, like, geography and the the urban geography and traffic patterns <laughs> is really tough i mean that's where like i feel like half the flakeouts happen are people uh, say yes to something and then they see what the traffic is going to be yeah. <laughs> 45 well, so minutes ahead at of night time. <laughs> once my bra comes off it's not going back on again i think that's the that's the female version of the of mm, not the 405 no i'm not going to do the 405 tonight yeah, yeah. but i mean like and that's the thing is like with walking it's not something that people necessarily feel um like a huge weight on their shoulders to make it to that thing it's not oh i'm receiving an award or oh it's my birthday or um this is the opening of my new movie or Mm. or you know an event like that it's we're just going for a walk. Oh, yeah, I can totally bail on that. And so people do. And um, the people walker is hopefully an alternative. You've walked some pretty famous people, too. <laughs> like you walked Moby. Yeah, I walked Moby. Uh, How did he hear about you? Um, well, I mean, that was for an interview show that I oh. was pitching. Yeah, so... I watched Moby and uh, Tim and Sursock, who's somebody that... She's an Aussie. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I 
guess she's actually a South African, but she, yeah, she was on what Home and Home Away. away. Or yeah, that's where I yeah. remember her from. Yeah, mm. I'm trying to slowly walk every cast member of Home and Away. Uh, I could probably <laughs> help you with that. <laughs> well, I was talking to um, uh, Nick Hardcastle yeah. about about walking with him, um, but uh, but yeah, I've walked some 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 pretty famous people and some people that are you know people that are working and i don't know it's so many different levels of celebrity now Mm. like you know i get on twitter and i see a name trending and all these people are talking about this person like who what is i have to i'm glad you're saying that because i thought it was an age thing because i'm looking things up more and more no that i don't know who this person i don't think it's an age thing i don't even think it's uh uh, like being out of touch thing. I just think that something starts trending or so, a small group of people start talking about it. Maybe it's promoted and then it's trending and then you have to go, but we all have Google brain now. Yeah. You know, we, nobody has just their own brain anymore. Everyone, when you don't have an answer to a question, you Google it. Yeah. And so, you know, less and less people actually remember or bother to remember or memorize or any kind of thing yeah because your short-term memory is taken care of with yeah um, i mean hello alexa (laughs) what was i thinking about this morning that i told you that i should remember yeah yeah i mean it's like and so i think that most of the time people just look that person up see what it is and then they chime in to the conversation Mm. and also the speed with which things then move on to the next trending topic. Yeah. Uh, You know, something can be very important for a very short period of time and then no more. Yeah. Yeah, I asked, I was at a, uh, I was at a New York Fashion Week, um, like technology and the internet symposium and there was a bunch of, you know, fashion distributors and, and people in the industry and, some people from from tumblr there and i asked the question well if if trends are moving so fast and things become a trend on the internet before you've even released or like gotten this clothing into stores then can the trend be over before the clothing is even available to buy what did they buy? say? And they just kind of skipped over the question. Yeah, because that's that's what they're suffering from all the time. And and the artificially made trends. Yeah. You know, being told that this is what you should be interested in. Yeah. Like, you'll never believe what you're missing out on by not, you know, buying these hot pants. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've got a pretty good idea about what I and the rest of the world would be missing out on by me not buying those hot pants. Um, so... There was a TV show that was being pitched. You mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a walk show. Okay. Where, sorry, I did instead quotation marks. Of, instead of talk show, it's yeah. walk show. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we pitched that around, and know, it's still floating around out there. But um, maybe talking about some other stuff now. So maybe I'll do a reality show. Where, People can be inside my life. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm just waiting to see where this develops because this is, 
I mean, existentially, this is how it all happens, isn't it? <laughs> when, you, when you think of other people that you know who have, and I don't even know, I was going to use the expression cracked it or achieved that level of success, people who are doing what they want, who largely are doing what they want to do, uh-huh. are generally doing it because of serendipity. Would you agree? Bow, bow. I don't understand. So, I, can you repeat the question? <laughs> don't know that I can. You know, we're taught that if we follow step one, two, three, four, you and I were talking about it before we started rolling. Uh-huh. You to be an actor, there are a lot of guidebooks out there that say step one, get your head shot. Step two, uh-huh. look after your credit. Step three, do the real. Step four, get an agent. You know, you follow the steps, and then you go well, I've done all of that and it's not working, so what's missing? Yeah. When I talk to the people who are doing what they want to do, which is my definition of success, it's generally come about through they met someone or they worked on a job that led to something else or they created something. Okay, yeah. That That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, the, the it's really, of it's about just keeping going. It's, uh, you know, the kid stays in the picture. It's... Uh, um, and actually that kind of goes back to what our mission statement at the people walker is, is we want to create positive life momentum through movement and new connections. And nice. because if you are inside your house, just sitting in your house, you're not outside and you're not walking around and you're not possibly running into, you know, Moby or whatever you know I see him once a month probably just walking around or whatever it's like you and maybe that's not something where obviously he he hasn't said Chuck I like you so much you know like let's make him uh CD together <laughs> or an album I know where you're going I know the I point know. is that like you're out there you are being you're seeing people people are seeing you like they even if it's a subconscious thing you go into a room uh, for an audition and maybe you saw the casting director and she saw you you know last week yeah, but, at, but, but, then but it'll you take don't remember 10, each other. It'll anything, take 10 but... goes before something happens. Yeah. And the casting directors have memories like it's amazing mm-hmm. that where they suddenly you get a call out of the blue and it's like, oh, I saw you for this five years ago. And I'm like, gosh, I can't believe with the number of people that you've seen that you'd remember me. And they also have computer programs, but yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I. I mean, I. But it's totally but, true, though, because they're. But what that means that they've stored me under interesting, <laughs> interesting woman with glasses. No, I'm not saying that <laughs> they, they don't remember you. I'm just saying they they do have programs. But yeah, it is interesting how much they are. A lot of actors feel like you go in the room, you're there for five minutes, you leave, like that there was no interaction. Yeah. But I mean, that's why you have to keep getting the auditions and it's more important to just audition over and over so that if somebody comes in the room, you know, they've already seen your picture and know your name. I always just feel it at a disadvantage because I, it, and, and this is why we feel like this is because you don't, you don't have 
their headshot and their name and their reel in front of you before you go in. You know, you can maybe look them up and mm. whatever, but uh, like they I know do. they know everything about you though, and yes. then they've seen you like two or three times, and they've even if they haven't they weren't running the session the last time you went in and their assistant was they probably looked at the tapes you know they had to look at the 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 audition tapes to recommend who to pass on to the producers it's Mm. it's it's something where you are known much more than you realize yes um and i don't know i guess i'm not not I guess I'm known. <laughs> You're known. You're known, all right. So. I forget where we're going with that, but yeah. It's I mean, just it's, interesting conversation 101, as this was always going to be. But it's important. Oh, so what you were saying about serendipity is like, you can't have, I guess the thing is, you can't have a chemical reaction between two chemicals unless you mix those two chemicals together. And that's not going to happen if you're in your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're I just guess. sitting alone in your room you're not going to meet somebody or have them see you and, you know, have them think of you in a certain way Mm -hmm. next time they see you Mm -hmm. or, or whatever, or even, you know, that when I say connections, it's not even necessarily with other people, but like with buildings and trees and, and a, a specific dog or something, you know, like, and those are connections to other people too, in a like roundabout way because if you are like oh yeah i love that that old building with the weird um sculptures on the top and somebody else you meet has had that experience of looking up at that building and being like oh that's weird then you have a connection with that person Mm. that you know you wouldn't have before yes Tape Fountain with Ella James. So moving forward, say <laughs> <laughs> wait. Um, are you writing People Walk of the Movie? <laughs> I think I had um, I had a really terrible movie written in my mind um, that was that involved some sort of like transporter uh, slash crank aspect of the people walker where I would uh, be walking somebody and then they would get uh, shot by a, an assassin and yeah. hand me a USB drive and tell me I had to walk walk to the next location to I'm thinking more about a 10 episode series of how the people walker impacts various people's lives but yeah by all means you know, like, um, yeah. yeah no we've uh there've been a lot of ideas kind of kicked around and, and we'll see what, what sticks. I mean, the main focus right now is getting the app, uh, out there. It's being built. We have like an amazing, um, app development company called STRV and they are, they've just won another award. Oh, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm in development with an app also. Uh Um, that I will tell you about privately. Okay. Um, Secrets. And I saw that you were using them to build your app, so I've been following them uh-huh. on social media, and they announced that they had just won an award. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't see that, but mm. yeah, they are, you know, top of the line mm. app development company, mm. and, and, you know, should be 
their timeline was two to three months they would have it done so wow um in the meantime how do people find you uh the peoplewalker.com okay it's pretty so go to the website (laughs) can they do they join like an email subscribe or um i think our uh email list got taken down because we had to switch over uh website platforms but um they can definitely follow us on the facebook page too which you know is still very interactive and i have to you know i connect with a lot of people through the facebook um page uh just because a lot of times that's where people are hearing about it on you know some sort of uh video or well it's the shareability yeah it's the shareability that of, of those social media platforms that that make them so easy. Yeah. Um, and I found I had a um, time off Facebook for a month, which I really enjoyed. Um, I made myself. I had to go on it for five minutes a day for work, uh-huh. um, and then I would come straight off again. And it it was a real shake up for me to realize how much time I, I mean typical how much time I was wasting on it, and also how many of those 1,000 people were not actually friends. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the sheer shareability of interesting information is what makes social media, particularly Facebook, so good, Yeah, I think. Um, so... Um, yeah, I like to use it where I just, I just sit and... I mean, I go through it, but like, I feel like the real connections I keep are whoever I see that comes up as like available to chat that I actually feel like I can just send them a message. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I sent a message you, yeah. like, you know, how's it going? Um, instead of going to, you know, like, I don't know, they call it cyber stalking. I, I think that gives it a lot, um, I don't too much weight. Way. Yeah. That's not um, what it is. Because it's like, you put that out there and they're really just going to your blog or your Facebook page or whatever, you know, Uh, I think that's more the old-fashioned thing of when you used to walk down the street, if your neighbor's door was open, you could go in for a cup of tea. Yeah. And it's it's on the same... Yeah. But I like to... I mean, I don't know. I just like to reach out to people that I see that are on, that I I know well enough, that Mm. I feel like I can... You know, how's... What's going on now? Yeah. Or whatever, so... Well, I think this has been really good because I, I think... How I'm going to build this is it's not a side hustle. We're all having to do more than one thing now. And we're having to really think about how we spend our time. Otherwise, that face-to-face contact gets lost. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that's more than a side hustle right now. And, and I do think that also, just if you were to do some sort of survey of like all the working actors and like best actors and actors that people really love, you would probably find that acting is kind of a shared space with like whatever something else is, you know, because it's people that have real life experiences and people who have other things that they're interested in and excited about that are more interesting 
to watch in shows and you know uh, I guess like Danny Trejo is a really interesting and good example is like he is somebody that had a very full and eventful life before getting into acting Mm. Um, and he's so believable in the acting that he does because he had a life that he actually (laughs) had a tough life Um, it wasn't something where he did research for a week and like went and met some like gang members (laughs) at some sort of after school program or something he has that knowledge and I think like the more things that you can do as an actor that give you real insight and real knowledge and real feelings about life and different things and topics and people um, the better actor you're going to be and the more of a chance you're going to be the big thing for at least a week or two (laughs) yeah well for someone to see that you've got something to offer that you can that you can bring to the screen or the stage that is going to make it compelling for people to watch those writers words come to life yeah i mean it's don't get me wrong i'm not saying that that class and practice and and everything to do with learning acting and practicing acting isn't important but i think that having other things that fill out who you're you're you are behind that you know if you're the like doll that the mask is being put on if you're just a paper thin thing you're not going to be as interesting or exciting Mm. um and uh i don't know like before i started doing all this uh app stuff and startup stuff with the people walker um you know i was i watched silicon valley and i was like oh that'd be cool to be on there and now after having gone through (laughs) all these meetings uh a the show is actually funnier uh it's almost the verge of being depressingly accurate um but b i feel like i want to be on that show even more because I really do what have something bring to, to bring to the table yeah, 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 as yeah, far yeah. as my own experiences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we answered that question. Or... Oh, no, <laughs> that's fascinating. I, I think because what you're, there's, there's something about you need, in order to be successful at, at anything, what you need is, is, the passion and the layered experiences and then the technical know-how. Yeah. Um, Otherwise you're just a a bot. Yeah. I guess maybe it just can be boiled down to the old, like the old saying, you you miss the forest for the trees Mm -hmm. or, you know, you're, you're so focused on getting to one goal that you're ignoring all these other things that are part of that. Yeah. Um, and, well, you uh, get blinders. And the, look, the, the other thing is trying to make a living while, while you're building your career um, is stressful. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, here's the thing uh, also to think about as far as, like, side hassle or, you know, your survival job is 
if you're an amazing actor, then you should be an amazing bartender. And you should be an amazing waiter or waitress or what, whatever you want to call it, you know, mm. because that's what those jobs are. Almost any like service industry job has a certain amount of putting on a happy face, putting on some sort of disposition. Yeah. Um, and so if you're a bad waiter, you should probably rethink being <laughs> an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm not just trying to get better service in Hollywood. No, I, mean, I know. I'm I mean, really... you're talking about a full attitude adjustment in stepping outside that that notion of I'm nothing until I'm something. Yeah. And that, de- and that defining what that something is, you know, because as I said, when I arrived, you know, I was talking to you and your partner, Mandy, and you know, how's it going? Um, it's that redefinition of, well, uh, this isn't going how I thought it was going to go, but is that necessarily a bad thing? No, it's not. No. Well, and also, you know, just to bring it all the way back around to, uh, your friend, the barrister. Yep. A lawyer who wears a wig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that being a barista is a great thing for a writer to be. Yeah. Also. Um, because if you're a barista, you are interacting with thousands of people a week. And you are seeing things happen outside of your coffee shop that you work mm-hmm. at. You are uh, see, hearing weird interpersonal relationship stuff yes. happening between You're getting people. dialogue. You're getting dialogue. You're getting information. You know, um, again, some of the best writers did things, you know. They were either, um, you know, John Grissom was a lawyer mm-hmm. before he became a writer. So he knows what he's talking about when he writes about it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, who did Jurassic Park? Um, Michael Crichton. He was a doctor before he became an author. So he had experienced crisis situations. He had learned all this science and learned how to research more science to be a better writer, you know, of things about science. Um, uh, you know, Hemingway was in the army and, and traveled around he was a reporter before he was just writing stories. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 uh, you can't, you can't be a, just a writer, uh, and actually be good Mm. or interest and write something interesting. Mm. Like, I don't know how you do that. Um, I mean, maybe it can. I don't know. <laughs> okay, the people walk. This has been fun. But let's wrap it up. We're not being broken into. That's a good sign. <laughs> um, thanks for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for coming over and asking me questions. That's a pleasure. <laughs> um, so you can find out more about uh, Chuck McCarthy at IMDb. Uh, but Chuck McCarthy is the People Walker yeah. at thepeoplewalker.com. Yeah. You've been listening to Take Fountain with Ella James. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast at Audio Boom, Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app.
This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.